Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Roundtable Podcast, where we interview experts who tackle the tough topics and share strategies and techniques that will help you start, build, and grow your real estate investing business. And now your host, Rob the House Guy. Welcome to the Real Estate Investors Roundtable. We have raw, unfiltered interviews with real investors that are active in the market today. And today we have a pretty exciting show because we're talking all about networking to your net worth. We have two guests. We have a returning friend of the show here. We have Sam Livingston. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we have Tony Stasny with us, and he is an area director for a BNI. Regional. Regional. Director. Regional. Regional. So welcome, guys. So today's show, our whole goal is to try to teach people the right way to network and the things that are like deal killers when out there in public representing yourself. So let's start and talk about your backgrounds in networking. So I'll start with you. So I drove a truck for 10 years. My brother recruits me into a home-based business and uh, there was little air purifiers we had to sell. And uh, I had no idea how to market it. I had no idea what to do. Everybody told me to join the Chamber of Commerce and to get involved in a BNI chapter. And I had no idea what any of those were. So I walk into my first Chamber of Commerce meeting, and I say, uh, I hand everybody my business cards that are in the room. And I had no idea what to do. I had no network whatsoever. And I walked out of that room, and I had, I didn't get it. Like, what, I didn't understand the, the, I didn't understand the artwork behind networking, and, and it truly is. There's, there's so many people that come out here, and they whip their business cards in front of everybody, and they expect to get business out of it, when it's really about planting seeds with people instead of firehosing people with your information. So then I find BNI a couple years later, and it was, BNI was, it was a breath of fresh air to me because when I, when I, when I drove a truck, I was building my business on the side. So I'd hand, every time I got out of the rig, I'd hand somebody a business card and nobody cared. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, basically, unload my freight. Yeah, yeah you go, go through this Go unload my freight. I, <laughs> And so I walk into BNI for the first time. This was back in September 2002. And I was so nervous because I was never around business people. I was blue collar worker all the way. And I walk in and everyone's, you know, you got suit and ties and everyone's dressed up and, you know, briefcases and stuff. But everyone had this genuine interest in helping me grow my business. And I thought that was the coolest thing. So I joined in 2002, and here we are, what, I don't know, 18 years later, 17 years later. All right, now we're just going to have to pause and say, what is BNI? Because a lot of people haven't heard of it. So, so BNI uh, stands for uh, Business Network International, and it was founded in 1985 in Southern California. They allow, in short, they allow one person per profession to join their group. So if you're the real estate agent, you're the only agent that gets in there. If you're the Mary Kay lady, you're the only Mary Kay lady that gets into the group. And the group serves as a sales force for each other. They meet on a weekly basis. And uh, and I didn't get it the first couple of years when I was in it. I looked at the group as a group of prospects, but it was mm -hmm. a, it, it's truly a group of sales people that are trying to find each other business, like wow. a sales team. Sam, how about you? Well, I, I love what Tony just said about the way you look at networking. And, and when you don't know what you're doing, you look at everyone as a prospect. And, and I think that's probably the biggest mistake and probably the the most prolific mistake I see in, in any of these networking groups that are either paid or non-paid or when people go, they, they, I've, I've known of realtors that have joined a specific church because they understand the following or where how much money is in that church. And, and they're looking at networking in, in exactly the same short lens. It's very short-sighted. So my background, uh, I was I was a 
U.S. Marine. I grew up with zero social skills whatsoever. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17, and uh, sometimes the Marine Corps social skills don't necessarily translate to civilian life, <laughs> but uh, I became a Cleveland fireman, so I was used to being in strangers' houses all the time in all kinds of situations. You're talking to people in different scenarios, and um, when I became a realtor, what I realized was people just want you to be relatable. They want on any level, and it could be the the, the most... Um, a successful business person or someone who's just starting out. And if you can relate to them and show them that you are genuine, and I, I, you did say that, and it was so important to hear genuine, people want to help you. I think everybody has that part in them where they want to help or see someone in their circle succeed. And I think networking, if you approach it from that aspect, not just how can someone else help me succeed, but I, I have a lot of things to offer, uh, regardless of my age or my industry, what can I do to also provide to that networking group? Well, I know that it's always said that people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. And you're not supposed to really be selling to your sales team, basically. If I'm selling, if I'm going to sell you on my services, I'm only going to be able to sell you once. But I need to sell to your Rolodex. So here's my question to you, and I'll have you both answer this. <clears throat> Clearly, a referral, if someone, if you're, if let's just say that Joe Smith over here is looking to, um, get a real estate agent. And he's like, hey, I'm Googling online. I'm looking for a real estate agent. And I'm like, but I'm real close with Joe Joe over here. We're good friends. I'm like, hey, no, no. You want to call my buddy Sam. Sam's the man. He can get your house listed. Who's more likely to get that? The stranger coming off of Google or you because you were a referral from someone that he knows, likes, and trusts. So that no like and trust passed through. How do you build that rapport with an individual so they go out and become just a cheerleader for you and your cause? It, it starts. It starts with planting the seed, and it's funny. I I did the uh, years ago. I did the Geauga County Fair, had a booth there, and uh, my business coach said, "You have to meet this person, CJ. She runs this insurance company. You've got to go introduce yourself." So I go over to the booth, and I said, "Hey, are you CJ?" I said, "I was told to come over and introduce myself to you." And she goes, "CJ's not here, but I'm here." And she stands up and she goes. Do you have do you have business insurance? And I said, yes, I do. And she goes, well, do you have what we have to offer? And she brings out these brochures and she steps out from behind the counter, behind her behind her table, and she starts walking towards. I'm literally backing up as she's like walking towards me. I said, I'm fine. I, I, I'm covered with my insurance. I'm 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 fine. <laughs> well, how do you know if you don't take a look at what we have? And I and she backed me up, literally backed me up to the New York Life booth that was over there. And I knew the guys because they were BNI members. And it was funny because I turned it right around on her, and I go. Um, I go, hey, I just interrupted her. I go, hey, I go, do you have an air purifier in your house? And they sold for like 750 bucks. And she goes, no, I don't. I go, I've got this great air purifier. It's only $750. I've got a show special. I'm going to give it to you for like a week. And after a week, and don't worry, you don't have to pay for it now, but we have a credit card plan. You can go over three months or four months or whatever. And I'm walking toward, and she got scared. She's backing up. And I keep trying to push her on, on buying this air purifier. <laughs> and I started laughing just like that. I go, I go, what's the matter? I go, you don't like me pushing my business on you? And she goes, no. I go, I don't like it either. And I turn around, the, the New York Life guys, and they're cracking up laughing. <laughs> and, and I think too many people make that mistake in the world of networking. They, it truly is an art. It's, it's an, it, it truly is art. Networking is an art, and, and people need to master it. Not many people have it down. I, I had one guy said, he goes, I don't know what you like about all these chamber events. He goes, every time I come to one, somebody pins me up against the corner trying to sell me insurance. And, and it's about building... So your your initial question is, how do you build that relationship with somebody? 
it starts with one cup of coffee. It starts with you don't have to fire hose your business on somebody when you first meet them. You're going to meet that person again, most likely. If you're if you're getting in the world of networking to promote yourself, you're going to see them at other networking events. So there's no reason to fire hose your information on them. Find out something about somebody. Find out what they like they do in their spare time. And the next time you get to see it, because here's what happens: if you fire hose your your if you give somebody a sales pitch when you first meet them, the next time that you see this person, they're going to avoid you right. like the flu. And, and I had to learn these things the hard way because you said like you had no, no social skills. I had zero social <laughs> skills. I was a trucker. And, and what, what made me see it, I swear it is a true story. What made me see it is after every time, because we did a lot of trade shows, and every time it got slow, I would walk to the other booths and I would like try to sell them on why they should buy from me. <laughs> And I noticed one day I was walking to the bathroom and every every booth I walked past were all people that I had already approached and they were like <laughs> running away no from me. No eye contact. They were no, like, yeah, I swear. They were like going under there. I'm like, whoa, this is, I did this. I created this. And so it, it just comes in time. You have, to, you have to learn how to do it. Right. And too many people, it, it really comes down to you have to plant the seed instead of just fire hosing people. That's great information, Tony. Now, Sam, how do you handle? Well, the, very similar to Tony, I think building a relationship is so much more important than um, than the sale. The sales happen uh, usually organically if you do things the right the right way. Growing your sphere is important. Meeting people and then letting them decide. I think the other part of it is being genuine. If you genuinely like me, then we're probably going to do business in some fashion, whether that means a referral or if you directly need my assistance. Uh, but what happens is when people try to go outside their when I first got into real estate, I walked into my first office and the broker was sitting there and uh, he didn't have a lot of information for me. There wasn't a lot of direction. I had my license. It was great. And uh, he says, well, go ask everybody in your family if they need to sell a home. And I was like, well, I don't have a family here. I'm in Ohio. <laughs> Mom, dad, I, you want to move? I, moved, I moved here from California, and I and I was thinking, well, that's that's not going to work. And what I realized, the, the other part of it was, a lot of realtors think that they have to be someone else. They think that they have to come out here and say, "I'm the best," or "I'm the greatest," or "I'm number one," or "My brokerage is the best," or this or that. And I, I say, you don't have to do any of that. Be genuine and let people decide. And when you let people decide and you have that abundance mindset, people will say, you know, what? I really like Sam. I think he's a straight shooter. Or they say, you know, what? I don't like Sam because I don't like his voice. I, don't, I think he's too loud. I think he's too boisterous. I think, okay, fine. I'm not your guy. And when you can get to the point where you realize that you're not everybody's person, those referrals build themselves. It's a, I, I think it's probably the greatest lesson I learned in business. Wow, that's definitely you know definitely good advice on that. Now, the one advantage that most real estate investors have is we're a unique breed. We probably feel like, you know, because we're all hanging out with other real estate investors, like, oh my gosh, there's a million people that pay cash for houses or they're agents. But when you get into the social circles of just society, there's not a lot of people buying houses or buying buildings or listing. There's not as many. Like we're an insurance agent, there's going to be a million of them or the you know, the MLM makeup sales and stuff. There's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So that is definitely an advantage. But I want to hear your take on, I guess, the pay-to-play route. There's networking where you're networking with just at coffee shops or chamber meetings or BNI. And then there's spending the money to join country clubs that might be five, ten, fifteen, fifty thousand dollar buy-ins, or networking groups like masterminds we can talk about. What are your ideas on the pay-to-play? 
Well, I, I've done it both ways. And today is a lot different than what I did. And it's a lot about mindset, really. Um, and, and what I say, and I say to all of my clients, this is my way. It's not the right way, but it's the right way for me. So I did pay to play. Um, I was in a hardcore closer group with Ryan Stuman. That's $2,500 a month. And what are you getting out of that $2,500? It, it, it's it's kind of undefined. And and I got plenty out of it. I got a great education. We talked about a little bit earlier. Um, I, I learned, I, I, I got to rub shoulders with some very important people. I got to travel quite a bit and see how people were doing things in their own industry and in their own, uh, in their own backyard. Um, at this point, I, I never regret spending that money. It was probably the best money I spent at that time, but I would never do it again for where I am now, because now, um, I, I belong to a country club, but it's because mm -hmm. they have a great swimming pool. My kids love it there. We like to go there and eat dinner. And I am a horrible golfer, but I don't have to hold <laughs> anybody else up because it's, you know, I'm a member there, and th there's there's plenty of times I know when to go. Um, so I use it a lot differently than most people do. My networking today consists of um, I put on some events. Uh, I try to add value to people for free. I, I'm a profit first profit first professional. I teach that course for free to business people all the time. And people go, what's the catch? The catch is I get to know you. I've provided you something of value. And I always say, if you can lead with value, people will come to you. Mm -hmm. I've never gone wrong by giving something away. And uh, so every morning, and it's funny, um, you mentioned cool beans and I'll give them a shameless plug. Mm -hmm. uh, cool beans is on the square in Medina. It's a great coffee shop. I spend 30 minutes there every single morning. My office is one block away. I could easily go and brew. I, I have a Keurig machine there. I could go brew my coffee there and have my coffee in my office where it's peaceful, quiet, and I'm uninterrupted. However, when I go to Cool Beans for 30 minutes every single day, if the mayor walks in, I say, hi, Mayor Hanwell. And he says, hey, Sam. And people around that see and they think, you know, people go, hey, that guy must be important. I'm not important, but I make it my business to know what's going on in my community. And for a real estate agent, I think that's probably the most vital thing that you can do. Well, you know, it's funny you, you, what I just thought of when you said you can never go wrong giving something away. And it just hit me. You know who does the best networking? Our funeral directors. They, they are the best networkers. Or I, I shouldn't say all of them because I know a couple that aren't. But, <laughs> but, but they have to be because you can't go out like, hey, listen, when that, you know, when your loved one dies, like, you know, you kill them, we'll chill them. You can't play that game as a funeral director. But the only way a funeral director gets business, you don't see them marketing. The only, they get involved right. in the communities. Right. They get involved in the Chamber of Commerce. They donate their time. They volunteer at all the events. And that's how they, they, they build that relationship. That's a great point. I never thought about the funeral directors. You don't see a lot of billboards for them. Yeah. Well, that's funny. <laughs> I think it's really important, too, with across industries. I don't think it happens enough from the standpoint of just getting to know, hey, here's, here's a guy, here's a funeral director. I, I, I don't know any funeral directors. However, it would be interesting enough. I would ask that guy a lot of questions if I were able to do so. Um, and that doesn't happen enough across industries. Even in our yeah. own industry, we don't talk enough to, you know, we, we were laughing, the investor versus the real estate agent. Sometimes we don't communicate well enough unless we happen to be working a deal together. There's a lot of nuances that we can share that really build the network. Hey, this is Andy from RealFlow. And a couple of the most common things we hear from our listeners are, I want to become a real estate investor, but I don't know where to start. Or, I have a real estate investing business, but I'm having trouble scaling it. We took these to heart and decided to create the real estate investing life cycle 
a downloadable PDF which lays out the six foundational steps required to run a successful real estate investing business. You can download your copy today at reilifecycle.com slash start. Happy investing. Let's put you on the spot here, both of you. Think of a time that you're networking and you go in and you do something for somebody. Someone's Let's say they own a car lot and you refer one of your contractors over to say, hey, go buy a truck from this car lot and how that turned into some great business for you because you did something for someone else. Can you think of a time that that worked and kind of take us through the whole scenario? I mean, that, that happens daily for me. I mean, I'm, I'm cons- I, I have built it and it's so it is so refreshing to me because in the place that I'm at now, my network is so large. People go out of their way to help me. Because all day long, all I do is send referrals to people. I mean, that's it. That's it. I mean, in 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 a, in in one given day, I probably send 10, 12 referrals. I, I, people just come. To, I'm just I'm the I'm the conduit. Somebody said, I just hey Tony, I need an electrician. Hey Tony, I need a an attorney. Hey Tony, I need this, and I just spend my time doing this. So then, when I need something, everyone just hey, let's Tony needs something. Let's help him. And I can remember getting into a uh, uh, head-on collision. It wasn't my fault when I was eighteen years old. And I need an attorney. And I asked my mom, I go, do we have an attorney in the family? Like, she goes, I don't know anybody. I remember having to open up the phone book and just go like this and just pick one out of the phone book. Now I have such a trust, trusted, I have a trusted right. network of people that I can refer to. And if I'm not so sure about somebody, I can reach out to somebody from either their BNI group or the chamber. It's not just all about BNI, but you know, that's what I live and breathe. But no matter what network I'm in, whether it's real, it might be the RIA group. Mm-hmm. If I if I if I'm going to use somebody, I'll I'll even call Rob. And go, hey, what do you, I'm going to use this guy? What do you think about this person? And so I I like to get the feedback sure. from people before I before I use them. Now, that question I thought you were going to go the opposite way. Like, what happens if you refer somebody and it goes south? And that that's happened to me not long ago with a good friend of mine. Luckily, we're still good friends. But I referred her to a contractor, and she's suing him right now. <laughs> and it's it's really ugly. Did you refer the attorney? What's What's really ugly about this whole thing is. They're all in the network that I know. They're, I know them all. I know the contractor. I know the customer. I know the attorney. This attorney, that attorney. I know every. And it's all the players in the game. All the all the players in, in the game. <laughs> uh, normally doesn't go that way, but your name's on the line, man. When you refer somebody, sure. you said no like and trust earlier. That's important. Yeah. So my, many people don't get it. Yeah, my canned answer for all that. If I throw you a bone, I don't want to know how it tastes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'll be honest with somebody too, and go listen. I, I, here's here's a you know a contractor. I've never done business with him. I know him, and I like him. Do I trust him? I don't know. I've never I've never used him before. Just let you know, I vouch for him to a degree. Sure, <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. It's and with real estate agents especially. Well, it, it, this is really funny. The industry. First of all, I don't know that you could walk a city block without running into a real estate agent, especially where the market is now. We've had some things change in the in the Ohio uh, area where licensure is a lot easier. So there's a lot of real estate agents out there and there's a lot of great real estate agents out there. So um, when someone comes to you through a referral, it's important that I treat them right. I mean, that's, I, I try to treat everyone the same, but when I get a referral from someone I know, like, and trust, I feel like I not only have committed to the client to do a great job, but also to that person. Yeah. And and I have I have recommended someone that it didn't pan out on the other side. And I'm I think if you set it up right, and one of the things I've, I have it on my whiteboard and permanent marker uh, in my office, it says expectation management. 
And I think that's the other caveat to that is you say, hey, listen, hmm. you said it. I've heard good things. He does a lot of business. He's in the community, but I haven't done work with him. I can't speak for that, but I can speak for the other, the, these other three things. And I think it's important when people hear you say that and you've given them the opportunity to understand that you can't vouch for that. Now, if I have a contractor that's in my house and he did a, a great job and he's worked with other clients, now I can give him that fourth, you know, no like trust piece. Yeah. But you, you can protect yourself while still being helpful and giving that. Do you have, Sam, do you have an example of a time that you've referred something out, you gave a little bit away and got so much back in return? I am a firm believer in the more you give away, the more you get. And you, without that purpose in mind. Yeah. Um, I do try, um, I, it's so funny, uh, Facebook has changed the way my business runs. Facebook is probably the mm -hmm. greatest network really? alive. Um, and and I'm, I'm sad that more people don't understand that aspect of it, but I do a lot of Facebook marketing. And when I say marketing, I don't mean paid ads and I don't mean uh, commercials. What I mean is I weigh in on things. I offer free advice. Um, I, I will say, I tell people all the time, I'm in a, a lot of groups and sometimes people say, hey, I need a good realtor who can refer me to someone and inevitably I'll get referred on there. And then I always say, you should interview three people. You should interview three people. You should interview three people. I want people to be comfortable if they choose me. I want to give them every opportunity to not have chosen me so that way they're very confident in their decision. And mm -hmm. I notice when clients are confident in the decision, they are more trusting. And then I had the liberty to do exactly what I need to do to get the job done instead of explaining things that they probably w wouldn't have asked or would have already been answered, but they, they didn't have that confidence. So I think it's important to really get in front of everything with, yes, I'm going to give, I'm going to provide. They come and and for an exact example, um, I, 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 probably every one of my recent listings is an example of something similar to that. Uh, I took a listing yesterday. It's in uh, Medina, a very nice house, and the lady says, "I see what you do. I work with um, two. I, I started a veteran uh, charity for homeless veterans in Medina, oh, cool. and I work with that one a lot. And I, I work with Beating Medina County <clears throat> because." It's all about feeding children, mm -hmm. and it's something I believe in. My kids eat pretty well, and I, I think every kid should eat well. So I'm very involved in that charity. I do a turkey drive every year. It just it kind of happened by accident. But the woman said that I heard you're a really good realtor, and I see what you do in the community. Now, I've been friends with her on Facebook. I looked up for four years. I couldn't have picked her, up, picked her out of a lineup. No idea who she was. Wow. But the fact that I did something that, to me, is pretty minute. It doesn't take a lot. That's awesome. She saw that and she said, I wanted to interview you. Now, she also interviewed three other agents and I think that her criteria was probably similar. I just happened to be the one she picked. So I just had an opportunity because I gave. I think that the more you give, the more you get. Yeah. All right, let's talk for a second about power teams or, or networks of building your network of people that's kind of like your traveling roadshow, if you will, for your industry. How would you dive into putting that together. Let's say for a real estate investor, because that's who we're talking to are the real estate investors. You're a real estate investor as well. Mm -hmm. Talk about your power team. Who's needed? How do you build them? And how does it work? So, so as, as a BNI director, I get to see what most people don't. I get to see what goes on in all the chapters. So I can see those power teams that are moving in like real estate agent, you're probably a great referral source to the painter, the plumber, the electrician, the home inspector, obviously, the mortgage person, obviously. The chiropractor is a great referral source to the massage therapist and vice versa, right? 
Every every real estate agent in BNI wants a divorce attorney in their in their chapter because why? Because well, every client that the attorney has is going to need they have to start their life over again. Right. They're going to need a house, so that so the divorce attorney could be a great would be the great referral source to the real estate agent who then is there the good referral source to the mortgage person title and blah blah blah. So I see it all the time. I see it within the tradespeople. I see it within the health and wellness industry. Um, there was a one of my members they were trying to fill up their room with uh, with visitors, trying to build their trying to build their power teams. And he he called, he cold called plumbers. They needed a plumber. And I want you to picture this in, in your own industry and picture this in, in the real estate world. He called plumbers and he said, hey, my name is such and such. I currently don't have a plumber that I refer my clients to. And then he built a criteria in that. Because if he would have just said, I currently don't have a plumber that I refer my clients to. If you want my business, call me back and I'll give you my referrals. The guy's never going to call back. But he didn't. He, he added a criteria to it. He said, hey, I currently don't have a plumber that I refer my clients to. Here's the criteria. Uh, if you're a plumber that's been around for a while, somebody that has a good reputation, somebody that I could feel comfortable referring my friends, family, and clients to, and you like the idea of building a referral partnership, please call me back. And he said every time they called him back. And then he set up a cup of coffee. So you can do that in whatever industry that you're in. Like if you think about real estate investors, attorneys are a really good referral source. Insurance agents are a good referral source, right? Tradespeople are great referral sources. So why not reach out to one, whether you know them or not, and say, hey, how can we work better together? Right. Great point. I, I, and I think it's great that you mentioned, I, I know my industry. Um, sometimes I don't always know the other industries, but I know that there's probably not an industry that I can't touch in one regard. I, and I, I love that that you had that. So I reached out to divorce attorneys, probate attorneys. Um, attorneys in, in general have a lot to do with real estate. Uh, in this, you know, a, a, a licensed attorney can practice real estate without a real estate license. So that's really important that I understand that and that I, I let them know that I understand that. Now we can get past anything where there would be a difficulty in them wanting to speak to me. Um, you talked about chiropractors. I had a, um, a client move here, relocate here from New York. I've given her probably eight referrals for different things that she's going to need. I try to build a small, uh, if you're moving to Medina, uh, one of the things I do is I like to give you a little closing gift and people do all kinds of things for closing gift. I don't buy wine or cups or anything because um, I, I think that doesn't last. But what I do is I, I throw a little party, a moving party. You get pizza. The, the one That's branded cool. thing I give you is a pizza cutter with my little brand on it. And the pizza comes uncut. I get it from Courthouse Pizza. They know my gig. They put my sticker on the box. It's great. Ooh, cool. But in that, there's a there's a folder of people that I personally built relationships with. There's a chiropractor in there. It's Steuben Deck. Uh, chiropractor on the square. It's like I, I, I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep. You know, I can hit all of them, and I and I give coupons to different places on the square because I want those people to remember me. I went in there and I said, "Hey, um, the lemonberry. Hey, could I get a couple gift cards? Um, could we do some kind of exchange where I pay maybe a reduced rate?" And I'm going to give these to my clients. I'm not using them for my kids. I'll pay full price for my kids. But I'm going to give them out to other people. They love the build of, of there's value going both ways. I get to give my client something, but I'm going to send my client here because they get to eat this for free. And now you have a, a potential, uh, an opportunity 
to show what you have and maybe that builds the relationship. That has gone over bigger than anything else I could do. There's no flyer I could mail. There's no balloons I could buy. There's no there's no wine I could purchase for you that gives me the kind of opportunity that that particular. And I, w- I would bet that you said, was it the chiropractor you said you yep. gave like eight referrals to or six referrals? Well, I, because I love him. I go there and, and the guy just, he just tunes me up. So I, yeah. th- now I can say this is a guy I know, like, trust, yeah. and he does take so, care of me. So I would guess that when it comes time to give a referral to a real estate agent, you're probably the first person that comes to mind, I would guess, or one of the first people that comes to mind. I hope so. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, right? I, I mean, seriously. See, and, and, and if I'm not, I'm not going to sweat it. Yeah. But- but I think I am. Well, you said you live your life that way, and that's the way I do too. Is like if you give, it'll just, it just you just get it back. It just I, comes back. I believe that wholeheartedly. And the other thing that I'm doing this in a way where I, I want them to be successful. I know that I'm successful, and I know that I'm successful because other people in my circle somehow, the, all the people in my circles live their life the same way. Yeah. They're givers. I try not. I try to remove toxic people. I try to remove takers. So if you do that the givers that stay, they want to see you succeed too. Yeah. Wow. The, I, the other big part it does, there's a science behind it too. And it's the RAS, the reticular activating system. And what happens is you get in front of these people, you know, my branding, you know, that, that's all branding is, is your top of mind by accident, your top of mind. We see all there's in this room, there's a million things that we could focus on. There literally are more than a million things, but our brain can't possibly digest a million things. So it, it filters everything out. So if I can get you to have my name in your mind, realtor, and I've done it enough times, then the first time you're sitting at a table and someone behind you says, my mom has to sell her house. Oh, I know a realtor and, and it might not come to a, a discussion, but it very well may. And I've seen mm-hmm. it happen time and time again. That's great stuff. I'll tell you what, I'd love for us to take one takeaway from each of you guys to tell the audience if you're going to go out and network tomorrow, if let's say you move to a town, you don't know anybody, you have a skill set that you want to sell of some sort, maybe you're a car dealer, maybe you're a realtor, maybe whatever, where would you start? What would be the first thing, like your plan of action? Give them a 30-second plan of action. Go. 30-second plan of action, the first thing I would do is I would find where everybody is. Um, it's going to be a coffee shop. It's going to be the Chamber of Commerce or it's going to be a town meeting. And you have to get the pulse of where you are because all those things are going to be varied depending on geographic. And then I'm going to go there and I'm going to do my best to find something that's going to value the people that are in that room. And I'm going to provide it to them. If I do that, I think that the, the heavy lifting's done. Great advice. You said the Chamber of Commerce. That's the first thing I would do to join your local Chamber of Commerce. In addition, think about who shares the same customer base you do and reach out to them. It might be a cold call. It might be, you might have to Google search um, whatever profession it is and reach out to that person and say, you think about who, who shares the same customer base as you and then reach out to them with what I said earlier. Um, hey, can we sit down and talk over coffee and uh, see if we can be, see how we can work better together? Because I, I, I'm, new to t- I'm new to the town. I'm just getting involved in, in networking. And I think we might be able to help each other. And so that's what I would say. Awesome. Now, one of the last things we always ask our guests. Oh, join B and I. B and I. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> I will do a shameless plug for Real Flow on this. On virtual networking, they have a they have a, a thing on their power linking where if you're doing deals or whatever, you can send it out to all the other investors and get contact information back and forth. And I've met a lot of people through Real Flow. Just accidentally, because it's all people the common denominators. We're all buying and selling houses. All right, we always like to end our show 
with talking about freedom, the freedoms that real estate has given you. I know you were on a previous episode and you shared the freedoms it's given you, but if you'd like to reiterate and share again for the viewers that didn't catch that episode, that'd be great. Uh, the biggest freedom is time. And uh, beyond time, it's it's the, the time to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Perfect. That's, that's most what everybody says. It's a great time is amazing. There's no bigger freedom than that. There is none. Absolutely. So what he said. <laughs> so Tony, as a newer investor, you've been investing for a couple not, not even three years. I bought my house, my first house from a 14 year old kid. <laughs> How about that? So what freedoms is real estate giving you? The same thing, the, the, the same exact thing. It's uh, um, like I said, I, I wish I would have found it 20 some years ago, but you know, um, I had to sharpen my teeth in sales and do things the hard way with air purification, with with travel clubs, <laughs> with everything else that I did. Um, finding real estate was nice because I was able to bring those skills and my network into the world of real estate. And it's the same thing. I, I, I make it, and I, I give you a plug for this because if it wasn't for you, I would have never gotten involved. That 14 year old kid was his son. <laughs> He said, hey, he goes, uh, congratulate George. He just bought and sold his first two houses. And I'm like, that's it. I want in. You got to get me in. That was three years ago almost. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's wow. been fantastic. Awesome. I think it's it's funny. As men, you know, we wear watches because that's like the jewelry of choice for guys. So it's a status symbol, the, the cooler watch you can buy. And I think the ultimate status symbol is to not to have to wear a watch at all. You don't have anywhere you have to be. You can just live your own life. You know, you know what's funny? Um, just the other day, I was riding my bike in the park, and a truck passed. I said I was a truck driver years ago, and a truck passed me on the road. <clears throat> and I realized at that moment, just the other day, I'm like, I've carved out the life that I wanted. I remember driving a truck, and I see somebody on the bike ride past me or someone jog and go, I, want, I don't want someone else owning my life. I want that. And I realized the other day, and, I was, and it was funny because I was having a, a crappy day that day. And I really, I just, it put everything in perspective. I'm like, I have the, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm on the bike trail on my bike riding and, uh, and I call my own shots now. And it's, uh, I, I take for granted, but yeah, I've carved out the life that I wanted. That is so cool. It's real, so cool. I, I love when those uh, moments hit you because it, it, like you say, you're having a crappy day, but you're not really. Yeah, I was punching You've that time clock. You've had crappy days, right? I've I was, had crappy days. I was punching that time clock every morning and punching it out every night and having somebody tell me what to do. I remember my boss telling me one day, he goes, hey, Stasny, he goes, he goes, tuck your shirt in as I walk past him. And I did it. But I thought, I dress better on my days off than you do running this company. But I did it. And I remember just hating working for somebody else. Sure. Some, because, and here's the truth. When you're in that position, someone else gets to dictate if you have a bad day or not. Now it's up to me to have a bad day or not. And I don't have any bad days. I yeah. really don't. So. I do. I, I have bad days. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it's been awesome having you on here. This has been great networking for me with both of you. My net worth is going to go up after we uh, turn the cameras off. I'll do some deals together. Sure. <laughs> You've been watching the Real Estate Investors Roundtable. I'm Rob, the house guy, your host. And remember, nothing works unless you do. This episode is brought to you by RealFlow, the smart way to invest in real estate all the tools you need to automate lead generation and marketing. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave us a review and subscribe.